0: Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for June 7th 2020. Um, A time of great upheaval of crisis and of opportunity and I want to talk a little bit about this time between the eclipses and what's been going on with me and hopefully give you a little bit of guidance or just something food for thought in this, um, this time that provides, within the context of loss, a lot of opportunity. Okay, it's funny because I felt that I really wanted to record today because I'm leaving early in the morning tomorrow to go up to San Francisco and finally... Um, or, you know, after some waiting, obviously for COVID-19 and various other things, finally deal with, um, the completion, hopefully of sorting through my mother's things. So as you may know, if you listen to this podcast, my mother passed away, um, actually at the prior lunar eclipse to the last Fridays, um, the last one before that was the critical point um, in my mother's, I guess, well-being, and she passed just a few days after the lunar eclipse and the Saturn-Pluto conjunction of January of this year. So during the eclipse, um, my guy and I, we went actually out to the lake here, uh, Lake Mead, and kind of spent the day and the moment of the eclipse just, you know, trying to be really grounded and present in nature and, um, you know, and just feeling our own feels. And of course, this lunar eclipse was a full moon, quite a strong one. And I'd been having lots of dreams, including many dreams with my own mother And the night of the full moon, I had an amazing dream where my mother, I was observing my mother who was um, reciting this really witty prose poem to what looked looked like on a television. And she was just, it was awesome. And there was like this feeling also that maybe it was a... um, It was like a Johnny Carson, you know, kind of a thing, you know, when a comedian goes on to a late night TV show, although some of you youngsters may not know Johnny Carson, but it was the idea of my mother performing um, for an audience. And it was like I was watching her on TV, but I also knew it wasn't here. It was in another dimension. Very bizarre. But she was amazing. And I felt an incredible sense of pride. Uh, And it's definitely something that... I think that she would have done if given the opportunity, maybe in this life, because she happened to have been like the captain of her debate team and the editor of her college newspaper. But like many women of her generation, you know, she got married, you know, left school, got married, got an MRS degree, as they say, and had a bunch of kids and then life intervened. But... Perhaps she's doing it from the other side, and that's exciting. Um, I didn't want to really bother her, so I haven't asked my connection with my mother in the other world about what's the goings-on um, here on Earth. But uh, I do feel a kind of a strong sense of opportunity. That is within the context of the crises that are going on in this country, which, you know, are elements of seed, the seed that was sown when this country began, um, maybe when mankind, you know, or humankind began. Um, I think that there is tremendous opportunity right now for us to see through our own ability to be conscious and differentiate uh, how important it is to look at the workings of the myriad forces within ourselves, within our own human consciousness or our psyche and also the world. Because we share that there are collective archetypal energies or forces at play in the world. In astrology, we give names to them. We call them Mars and Venus, etc. But these are essentially energetic forces. There are dark forces and light forces. There are forces that seek to, and we call them dark, um, I would say, there are forces that that seek to uh, annihilate and or die, uh, and forces that seek to rebirth and birth, and it happens again and again and again, and over and over and over. But within that diversity um, and within the observation of all these forces, there is an opportunity for us to create wholeness, even through the dynamic of like what's called differentiation, you know, Um, the conscious awareness of the difference between things, that there are different ideas, types, towns, people, cultures, archetypes, animals, zodiac signs, planets, houses, everything. But then there is also wholeness. And this is a time where we need to seek to find wholeness within us, that we are each the myriad aspects of our own psyche, our own self, our own awareness, all work together in something that Carl Jung called individuation, right? Um, Which is the journey of wholeness. Right? Right? So it's like becoming whole. And sometimes we can't understand ourselves without taking ourselves apart. If you think about it like that, like if you're listening to this, you're probably a little bit interested in astrology or even the mysteries of the world, you know, um, or the mystery traditions or the occult or the hidden in the world. And so how do we seek to understand ourselves in the world? By picking things apart. That's a huge aspect of our current collective consciousness and the, the scientific method and the idea that there is some form of a mechanism at work, that the body is mechanistic, that the earth is mechanistic, that the mind is mechanistic, and that the universe is mechanistic. But at the same time, it is also whole and all together. That's kind of like big topics, Right. Right before I podcasted, um, I also pulled some cards. Uh, I wanted to, to just give messages and try and, you know, share with you the types of things that I'm thinking about in terms of the, the radical intensity of this time and the opportunity within it. Okay, so I was talking a little bit about differentiation, you know, and pulling yourself apart, looking at yourself by looking at your chart and saying like, oh, what's my Venus in? What's my Mars in? What's my moon in? But also saying like, I am I am whole. You are whole. We are whole. We are all whole. Okay. But anyway, I pulled a couple cards. Um, one of them was I'm using the Voyager deck in this and he calls it the man of Worlds. It's the king of pentacles. It is the achiever. And I thought that was a wonderful card to get in terms of, you know, the opportunity that is out there for all of us right now to achieve our goals. I I have felt at varying times, waves of op- the opportunity that is present within the crisis that we're experiencing right now, like a lot. There's so much connection to the time period of, you know, the late 60s, the civil rights movements then, and now and the opportunities for us to you know achieve something more here you know maybe to drive out some of the rot existing in any of our foundation but anyway I pulled these there's these really cute angel cards that my mom had and they're like these little um, They look like little tabs you know like tabs that you put on a piece of paper um, to mark them if you're like doing folder work or something like that but they're angel cards and they have like this these little angels on them and they're all different words and the one that I pulled for today was brotherhood and you could call it also sisterhood you know or peoplehood but it, the idea is unity and so I got that I got the achiever okay brotherhood humanhood unity achievement and then I also through the I Ching coins, and if you don't know anything about the I Ching, it is a wonderful, amazing um, Chinese Oracle um, with a tremendous depth of 1000s and 1000s of years of amazing uh, psychic knowledge of the way of things. And it's a Confucius type idea. But the in any way you can throw the coins or you can use the yarrow sticks and they come up with these hexagrams. These hexagrams have these hexagrams have this um, flow, and it's all about the natural world, you know, in many many ways. And so the oracle that I received for this time was called the Deep, the Deep within the Deep, and the guidance is that the superior one is a teacher and practices what he preaches. Because of sincerity, he or she is said to have a penetrating mind. Any action is valuable. Wow, what a cool one. And the deep also represents um, danger, okay? But the danger is like a positive creative force, like the presence of death within life like the presence of crisis that allows you to renew and revive your own sense of aliveness and right before I started I also noticed that it was 1111 and the idea that you know what the, the numbers to me personally represent mindfulness staying in the present moment and understanding that it is within the present moment that we have the most power So it isn't about worrying, fretting over the future or obsessing over the mistakes of the past, but staying present because within that presence, you know, even with friction, even with danger, there is an element of opportunity to make choices and to take action. And this is a time for action. This is a time for wholeness. But wholeness only emerges after differentiation, right? After the awareness and acceptance, the integration, okay, or the, the refining energy that comes from integration of particular areas of life, character, action, stuff like that. There is an aspect of like alchemy that is definitely involved in all of this, this time between the eclipses, these portals that are pushing us, that are making things come up into our collective and our personal consciousness, that is awareness. There are aspects of life that are at odds right now. There are aspects of our wholeness that cry out for attention that want us to fix things. You know, we do not experience pain without there being something wrong, some form of imbalance. There is something wrong. There is a form of imbalance. We need to correct it. So think about it. What is crying out within you and within our own society or consciousness or collective that needs helping? You have the power to do that. To help to heal and I think the point here is that we cannot really help and heal unless we take action so now is the time for action right now because we're having this retrograde summer a lot of the action is internal it is through the reviewing of our thoughts and the ways that our structures have been implemented it is through even revolting or throwing them off Um, You know these are these are things that need to be done in order for us to become whole as an individual and um, I think that this is important we need to review our systems we need to you know um, retreat within ourselves in order to find our own truth uh, and then reset our own beliefs, our own structures, that is very much called for. And not only is it called for within our own individual selves, like within our own hearts and the way that we have been functioning, but it is also called for within our families, within our communities, within our government, and within our collective culture. Because right now we are having a cultural identity crisis in the United States that um, has brought up the seeds of the really dark and difficult um, past. And this past needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be seen. And we need to make a sort of reparations with the past and The current future, which is a reparation is also a very, or a remediation, which is something we do, you know, we can do in astrology with a difficult transit or, you know, both natally or transit. What do you want to do and what can you do to reset a difficult time to make it better? So, you know, in taking that theory of like remediation, you know, the idea here is applying a remedy. What are ways that we can apply something healing, a healing remedy to this time? I think it's by acknowledging our feelings. It is by acknowledging the feelings of others. It is by acknowledging the feelings of those who have been wronged. It is definitely by listening and hearing, and holding space, by acknowledgement. And I think that all of these things are perfect things to do within the context of this time between eclipses. So I was looking at the chart of the moment, the chart for today with the moon in Capricorn um, applying conjunction to... Our Pluto Jupiter conjunction and Saturn still at one degree Aquarius, but still within orb of conjunction with Jupiter. Um, These, you know, this energy is also kind of you know beaming um, an opposition to Mercury. You know, there's a lot of things that are falling apart, and there's a lot of emotion around that, and there's going to continue to be that. But it's super important for each one of us to get involved in listening, loving, being the change that we want, providing support. Um, I know that I am personally going to get involved and I've been given the guidance to get involved in this time and I am going to be very much um, involved in doing what I can for the upcoming election. Um, definitely, I feel like called to do something around um, the voting process itself. And as you may know, I happen to be a Democrat. And um, literally, at this point, don't care who the opponent is, as long as we can get Trump out of office. Sorry, that's a little personal political thing. But um, a lot of it has to do with value systems, you know, and the value of inclusiveness and the value of compassion and the value of giving and love, which kind of, you know, you know, remember that, like, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, that the, the Democrat-Republican uh, ideology, for the most part, isn't, you know, Republican-bad, conservative, you know, Christian, flat-earthers, you know, and the Democrats are the progressives, you know. It isn't really that, it's just that, I, I personally believe that the mark of a civilized country and civilization is caring for those dependents, obviously all of them, and caring for the people and taking care of people and taking care of the world and being a good steward, you know, and um, we certainly don't have that in our country that that's almost like a, you know, um, it's almost like a, a, a fantasy or a fairy tale, but I think that we have opportunity here I believe that as things fall apart which they are that we have the opportunity to rebuild and for the there to be a rebirth and you know that Saturn Jupiter conjunction is definitively coming up that leads me into discussing the meme that so many people have been sending me about Um, You know, and I've talked about this a lot, but I realize that it's like involved in the context of me rambling on about life and astrology, but that yes, um, the United States is in its Pluto return, meaning that Pluto is in, you know, approximately the same place as it was in uh, 1776, and you know there was a lot of revolution in the late 1700s, as you know, the French Revolution, the American Revolution. Um, and Pluto is like a crucible energy, right? It it provides a tremendous opportunity for an alchemical change to happen. So this Pluto generational energy is upon us again. Um, the United States has the opportunity to die and be reborn how amazing is that how incredible an opportunity we have we have to allow it to die as it as it was because it was not healthy yeah don't you think you know if you think about the fact that you know we built this supposed you know land of freedom and and liberty for all while at the same time enslaving human beings and of course we've enslaved animals forever but we won't even get into that at this point but um, that is an issue. That is a great issue that we need to address. We it, This is something that we cannot forget. So, um, you know, we have our Pluto in very late degree Capricorn. Um, just so you know that the chart of the United States is from the 4th of July, 1776. Um, you know, somewhere, I mean, sometimes people use like 5, 5.10 p.m. in, in Philadelphia. Uh, regardless, we have a sun in Cancer. Uh, we have a sun-Jupiter-Venus conjunction. Our Uranus is in Gemini. So the north node at some point will also be hitting our uh, Gemini-Uranus. We also have Mars in Gemini. Our north node is in Leo. Anyway, we've got a lot. Um, there's an interesting... Neptune-Pluto square, um, you know, representing a certain amount of idealism, um, the presence of a lot of, you know, planets here, including Uranus and Gemini, hmm. If we make it for that time period too, it's like there's a lot of energy in a place of open enemies and... Um, I find that the chart of the United States to be super interesting to look at. So anyway, we are having our Pluto return. It will be exact in a couple years, but we are applying to it. And, um, you know, Pluto will not leave the sign of Capricorn until 2023. Um, But we do have this sort of seed of the new Aquarian energy that will be finalized within, you know, three years approximately um, happening this year with Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius finally bringing on what I believe to be the Aquarian age. So, you know, we need to be very honest with ourselves right now. And I don't think that we are. And that was another part of that meme with, um, okay. So it was Pluto and Capricorn at the same time as the revolutionary war, um, that um, Saturn was in Aquarius at the same time as the Rodney King um, riots. Uh, and that is absolutely true. And I talked about it in my lunar eclipse um, writing, where we had Mars and Pisces, um, as we do now, and also Saturn um, What was it? Sorry, it was Mars and Pisces, Saturn and Aquarius. Yeah, that was the same as the Rodney King writes. Um, So that is, you know, that's a really interesting thing where you connect back to places in time and and periods of time, and you see the energy repeating itself. Um, Also, in that same meme, they said that Neptune was in Pisces at the same time of the fall of the Roman Empire, And as far as I understand, the Roman Empire really um, was kind of like supposedly, scholars say it ended about 476 AD, so like almost 500 years after the death of Christ. But Neptune was in Pisces 100 years prior to that, during the time of Emperor Constantine, who was the one that moved the, um, that both, uh, started you know Christianity in Rome meaning that he made Christianity he was a Christian and he made Christianity the official religion of Rome and then he also moved because there was too many too many temples and if you don't know anything about the religion of Rome at that time that they had the the pantheon of gods and goddesses and then they also because they had Um, you know, really conquered and also integrated so many other cultures within the giant Roman monoculture, that there were temples to almost every god you can imagine from the ancient world, Um, all of the Egyptian gods and goddesses and some of the Babylonian, and there may have even been some from the the Celtic peoples, but uh, there were a lot. And, uh, you know, Constantine was you know, called to become a Christian, and Christianity was a little bit of a lesser, um, a lesser religion then. But at that time, at the time of you know the the death of Jesus Christ, we you know due to the precession of the equinoxes, we kind of entered or you know was ushered in the age of Pisces, and the precessions are kind of like or ages about two thousand years. Um, of an energetic theme. And so the age of Pisces began, and that was the time of Neptune in Pisces. And um, that was about, I think it was about, you know, 372 to 380 or something AD. But anyway, that definitely contributed to the fall of Rome, but it really wasn't till 100 years later. Anyway, sorry. Um, another funny thing is that I've always so anyway. Emperor Constantine made Christianity the official religion of Rome, and he moved the center of power to Turkey, actually, to Istanbul, what we call Istanbul now, which he named Constantinople. So, if you've ever been to Istanbul, you'll see many, many, many um, churches, uh, Christian churches there, and the beginning of the Eastern Orthodox kind of religion, it separated. But um, Neptune was also last in Pisces, last here in Pisces, or recently to now, um, because I think it's about 180 degrees. I can't remember. Sorry, bad me. Um, Let me see real quick. Okay, it's 165 years. So um, 165 years ago was the last time Neptune was approximately in Pisces. But actually, Neptune's been in Pisces for some time now. And that was the time period leading up to the American Civil War. So the issues of, um, you know, obviously of slavery, which were really like when you look at it, you know, obviously, I mean, it was economic, but it was really about slavery. And the abolitionists, you know, great, amazing moralists, you know, could not abide with human slavery in their culture and in their, their world, which you can completely understand. And, um, but there was that disparate, you know, the people fighting, you know, for the South were fighting for their way of life, you know, um, more than anything else. And I think that they were also, uh, thinking that, you know, they were, uh, you know, I guess a blind eye, you know, and Neptune and Pisces can be a blind eye. It can be what is real and what isn't. And you see that so much right now. Like I have, um my own uncle is a lutheran minister a man of god and he is firmly for donald trump and it is very difficult but he he told my mother before she passed that the reason why is because you know he like many good christians you know and this is someone who believes in christ and in the power of healing and love within jesus christ but he also believes that there is an evil force within progressive, you know, liberals that they are going to do things like, you know, kill babies by, you know, allowing late-term abortion to be legal and things like that. And he can't, like, he chose to go with that, uh, you know, as opposed to something that isn't even real, you know, which is really blows my mind. But there's a lot of that energy with Neptune and Pisces in the collective consciousness right now. So it's super important now that the nodes of the moon, the north node is in Gemini, to look at specific facts, not conspiracy theories. And I believe me, I know people that I've had tremendous debates with them about conspiracy theories. And here, you know, here I am talking someone that is, you know, an astrologer and a metaphysical person um, about the facts and about what is true and what isn't. But, you know, it's, it really is super important, especially over the course of the next time, that you really look at the facts. Not what you want to be true. Not reading behind the lines. Not trying to, like, figure out what is behind everything. But really looking at the facts. And, you know, even with astrology, you can do it like that. You know, take a look at the energetic forces represented by the particular planets and their influence on you and just observe them within the context of your own life. That alone, which is something I've been doing most of my life, can be extremely revealing. It works. Knowing how it works, that's the great mystery. In this time between eclipses, between what is ending, what is being revealed, what is coming up for, um, you know, an opportunity to resolve. It's super important that you get involved, that you look at the ways that you have been living and the kind of world and begin to dream of the kind of world you want to create. I feel the power of this time so profoundly. And listen, the ground is shaky and it is all year. And I have continued to tell that, you know, to share with you my own personal impressions of this, uh, this very difficult year. It ain't over yet, you know. Um, In fact, it may never be over, if that makes sense. There may be a new normal that makes us have to pay attention more. Okay, and really think about what it is that we want to live with, and how we want to recreate the opportunity for us, uh, you know, to how how we want to recreate, excuse me, our world. It starts with you personally. Become more conscious of how you are. Look at the different parts of yourself and begin to understand you have the power to recreate elements of your own experience, elements of your own behavior, and understand that you are part of the brotherhood of life. We're all connected and we all make up this amazing, incredible world. So be the change that you want to see in the world, be that change, you know, Um, refrain, if you can, especially during the summer of retrogrades from, you know, thinking you have all the answers or, you know, trying to, you know, create a quick fix, but begin to work on your own little part of the plan, your own little part of the universe, be loving and kind, listen to the elements Um, of yourself and your own family, groups, friends, communities, you know, that are, that are hurting. You know, see what you can do to help. There are things that you can do definitively. Um, Learn more about your own response to life. Learn more about what you want to cast off. There is a tremendous amount of energy supporting you astrologically of um, release during the retrograde period too. I love to use all the RE words for retrograde and they really make a lot of sense. So um, earlier I had, you know, it's language is such a challenging thing to be able to to communicate properly. Um, I had used the word sleepy in regards to retrogrades. <laughs> Definitely not sleepy, but responsive, you know, and I want to say that the word revolt is also an RE word. So there is a revolt, there is a revolt against, you know, the powers that are not helping. And I also want to mention that, like, within this chaotic, creative crucible of time that we are within the eclipses, you know, all elements rise up to create this Uh, atmosphere of creative abrasion in which uh, new pathways and paradigms will be, um, you know, created. So birthed, if you will. So within the crucible of this time of all the different disparate things, you know, the anarchists and the traditionalists and the progressives and, you know, the ragers and the warriors and the looters and the do-gooders and the people that are you know that are outraged, and the people that you know—all of this is like this is important. This is us. Last night, we um, my partner and I were watching the U2 Joshua Tree live concert, and it—you know—it was so, like I was crying. You know, listening to some of these songs. I mean, it's such a beautiful album. Outside, it's America. Oof, like I get chills. Outside, it's America. You know, you might want to listen to that that album. It's such such an amazing time we live in. I wish my mom was here every day to talk to her about it. But at the same time, you know, she had cancer. It was her time. And I would have worried about her so much with COVID-19 and everything. But, you know, but she said, (sighs) she said she always... Always wished for one thing in her life, which was to live in interesting times, and she got her wish. My mom was an incredible, amazing person who was a feminist, um, you know, a a pioneer in her own way, a magician, an astrologer, a diviner, um, a scientist, a reader, a thinker, someone who cared. Um, about the world but also was able to detach and observe it but more than anything else she was always curious you know about everything and open tolerant and compassionate Um, and everything that I do and every reading I give and this podcast is always and always will be in her memory and in honor of the beautiful person that she always will be because she lived. And um, you can be too. So uh, before my mom died, we actually did um, a guided meditation uh, about our future. And um, and it, I remember that it had to do with walking down a, imagining that we were walking down a path and seeing a crossroads and then taking that crossroads and in that crossroads she told me that she took a long meandering path down to a channel of a body of a body of water and that she could see the path continue both over the water and ad infinitum and she told me that after we got back from this guided meditation and that's something that mom and I used to do a lot we would I think I've mentioned to you this before that my mom had a spirit guide that we worked with and we worked with him over the Ouija board through the Ouija board and um, it does kind of honestly annoy me that it seems like everybody's like anti Ouija board and I don't think that that I never had a bad experience. But at the same time, you know, anytime that you ever open the doors, um, you have to have structure around you. It's the same with life. You wouldn't just go walking around, you know, in your cute little sunsuit, you know, in bad neighborhoods or keep your door open all night and all day every day. You know, it's the same thing with working in psychic, you know, realms. But um so we got so she had this amazing we had this guided meditation from my mom's guide and it was a lot about integrating the past with our future and what our future would look like. And in my mother's, she said that what she got from it was that her life would continue regardless of where she was. It was just one long trip, one long adventure. And, um, You know, this was fairly, you know, shortly before she passed away, and she was concerned with her own mortality, obviously, because she knew that she had cancer. And, um, you know, the message that she was given was that, you know, she, her consciousness would continue to adventure, even though in different lands. And I think about that now, and I think that she is still adventuring, and still, experiencing life as a tourist in another world in another dimension. And um, I think it's really important that we each continue to look at our life that we are interacting and we are, we are empowered within our lives and that we aren't just, you know, victims of circumstance, but that we have power. So work with your conscious awareness work with yourself take action know yourself contemplate review allow when you listen allow your soul to speak to you and give you the messages and the signs and the symbols and the synchronicities that it will because that's how it speaks to you. Okay? Because the psyche speaks to us through signs symbols synchronicities things like that. Okay? So listen and let that guide you and you'll know what to do at any given moment. Learn about your astrology, let it guide you. You are not just hanging on the cross of your incarnation, you can work actively with the aspects of yourself, remediate heal. You are, you are what you have been waiting for. And we can be what we have been waiting for if we work together. This is, it may seem a, you know, a feat of Sisyphus, you know, uh, to create change in the United States, but I think we can, and I think we should, because it's worth it, right? And how do you start with yourself? Start with you. Learn about yourself, learn a sense of um, self-awareness, and from that self-mastery, and from that, take action on your values and what it is that is important to you. Take action in the world and you will be everything you've been waiting for. I'm taking a break. Um, I'm going and taking care of stuff. I'm going to be... Um, oh, quick shout out to Emily. Thanks for emailing me. I really appreciate... I love hearing from you guys. It makes me feel like I'm not just, you know, speaking into the ether, but... Um, I really, really appreciate engaging with you. And if there's anything that you need, I'm here. But I am taking a break. Um, my I'm, you won't be able to book with me till after the 19th of June. I'm gonna do a few um, readings for the solar eclipse, so you can book with me for a few days. And then I'm gonna take a little bit of time off um, for myself and working on my own projects. So if you want to book, book soon. Um, You can also email me and um, I'm sending you love. Um, I'm sending you my strength and um, get to know yourself. Look at who you are. I will be creating a new Astrology 101 course um, later in the summer. So I hope you join and... um, you know, continue to have hope, faith, trust uh, in the intelligence of the universe and its unfoldment. Do not give up hope. Bye.